Are you ready? Stay like that, then your toes won't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, and four. Welcome to the RSVP Maybe podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna, and we're so glad you're here. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode of RSVP Maybe. Hi, Anna. Hello. How's it going? Oh, you know, just living the dream as usual. What about you? Same, same, same. Getting back into the groove of the fall, hectic schedule. But living the dream, as they say, and it's all good. In the Not hood. sure whose dream, but we're out here living it. <laughs> This is true. I have to constantly remind myself that the life I'm living is the life that I once prayed for and wished for. So, good reminder. Give me a minute. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> Got to say it to yourself a couple <laughs> times right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Um, so today's episode is coming in. Should be the 12th of September, and or at launching, dropping, whatever people say, um, on the 12th of September, which follows the 10th of September, which is National Suicide Awareness Day. There are plenty of walks and things, places for people to plug in their time to help uh, mental health crisis in America. And so we decided a while ago that this episode would be about suffering silently Um, not necessarily delving as deep into suicide, but just suffering silently and where that lands for women and for us on a whole scale. So we're going to just jump right in. Right, Anna? Yep. That's how we do it. All right. So one quick fact that I like was looking up over the last year, um, one in four women has received treatment for mental health. And that's 24.67% of women have sought out treatment and received it for mental health issues, whereas their male counterparts are only at 13%. Um, Just goes to show um, that silently suffering obviously affects both genders. It affects humans everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, People, I think, are suffering for a myriad of reasons, but um, starting with probably just the embarrassment, the stigma, the shame, the pride, the things that go along with admitting that you need help uh, for mental health in general. Mm-hmm. Also, I think just because of the um, the knowledge we have on mental health today that we didn't used to have um, has made it, I think people probably self-diagnose themselves with good old Dr. Google, um, and think that they're handling it because they read, a um, a Reddit or, a you know, uh, yeah. chat on like how to handle certain things. What do you think? No, I agree. I think, um, people definitely self-diagnose or like you said, just, I don't know if it's the stigma or whatever, but the, or the shame of not wanting to admit that, like you're struggling, um, or, maybe even not knowing how to ask for help. Yeah, for sure. I think women, um, since our show pertains mainly to women, uh, not to cast out the men, but I think women mainly um, 
really have it pressed upon us um, ideals and beliefs from older generations on what a woman should behave like. And it just keeps getting passed on and passed forward on smile politely, be nice, be kind, which I think perpetuates a large scale of what the fuck is going on and how do I deal with this while still behaving like a woman should behave and acting like I'm fine because that's how we're supposed to be fine everything's fine you know yeah everything's not fine which that's the thing I think that I get tripped up on the most is nothing's fine for like 99.9% of people that I know. And these are like people I know, neighbors, friends, Mm -hmm. family, my kids' friends, like nothing is fine ever. I don't think ever is anything fine. There's, you know, always something that you're dealing with, going through whatever, trying to figure out. And yet for sure, that's like, we have this idea that we're still supposed to act like we're fine. Well, and be kind about it and uh, not ruffle anyone's feathers. So a lot of it falls into a woman should behave with a smile on her face and be polite and be kind. So at our own expense, we often go above and beyond. In particular, um, I see it a lot in um, volunteer positions for kids. Like these people have no fucking time for anything and yet they're taking on another volunteer assignment and it's like why are you doing that because I will tell you I am the person who pays the 60 bucks to the PTA at the beginning of the year don't ask me (laughs) here you go I will help you fund it I don't have time and more power to the people who like to give their time and that's for any type of organization or any age bracket that you're in if you're doing things for friends or you're doing things with groups or um, even things that are good things. If you join like a meetup group that you, like you love, it can still break your back trying to do things for that group and putting yourself on the back burner, mm-hmm. which I think is part of a lot of the I'm fine people pleasing mentality and sitting there and eating glass with a smile on your face while the blood's like running down your face. I mean, that's basically what I can equate to like the silently suffering. No, that's like the perfect description. I I just, that's the way I like envision how people like, like, they're great. They're good. A little, a little vivid, but it's a, I mean, it's it's a good description. It works. Yeah. I mean, in, in my mind, I think the, one thing that women do a lot is minimizing the discomfort. So they suffer alone because of the minimization and also that mentality of I've got it. I can do it. I don't need Mm -hmm. help. I don't, I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to be there for me. I don't need anyone to be there with me. You know, like I've got this. Yeah. The minimizing and almost like the, I mean, I still do it if I'm like starting to admit that I'm like struggling with something and then it's almost like I try to, I don't know if justify is the right word, but like follow it up with, you know, but I'm dealing with it. I'm working through, you know, like to minimize it, downplay it or make it seem like, you know, maybe I'm struggling, but I'm still fine. Everything is still fine. I think that, um, I, I do think I could speak and say like every woman, uh, if I'm wrong, people can surely send me a message and let me know that I'm wrong. Um, but I do think that 
you know, we all tend to be running from some internal something um, in avoidance of whatever that something is. And a lot of it, I think, stems from this belief or growing up because we're conditioned and indoctrinated basically to sit there and smile and be nice to Billy when he shoves you or, you know, whatever it may be, maybe it's in your home. You have to deal with that on a regular basis, but you just grow up feeling like something's wrong with you um, Mm -hmm. because you're not happy with what you're doing or the emotion doesn't match the the behavior. So like you're smiling, but you're not okay with it. Or you have anxiety, but you're waving hello and hugging someone that necessarily don't want to hug, but your parents are like pushing you to hug that person. So I just think that there's always um, the, the core of whatever your issue is, everybody's got one. Um, we're all running from it constantly to avoid feeling yeah. Yeah. Cause we don't know how to feel it. We don't know how to sit with it long enough because it's uncomfortable to face it, to figure out what it is in order to deal with it. Right. And so that also just, that's like at the next, that's after even admitting that something's wrong. So mm-hmm. you've got like so many people who can't even admit because of this, the shame that they feel or the fear of judgment um rejection they suffer from you know like it's Mm -hmm. just mental health is a problem Mm -hmm. it's an it's an epidemic level proportion problem and the fact that people still feel like they can't openly share their pain with people um is a problem because i don't think that um all countries are like ours i think there are women in countries that are, uh, I don't want to advanced with mental health and science and all of these things and have a really good handle on, not that anyone has a perfect handle on a mental health care system, but, um, are more progressive in that arena than we are as a, as a country and a culture. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is definitely anytime that I hear or read a story about the system when it comes to mental health, I just get so pissed off because it is so broken and it, it just fails so many people. Yeah. It's interesting. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, um, this summer, I don't know, like a month and a half ago or something. I ran into her at Walgreens and she is, has gone through a divorce and her husband suffers from ex-husband, sorry, uh, from schizoaffective disorder. And, uh, it's a heartbreaking disease uh to even hear about let alone have to I'm, I imagine walk through as someone who's trying to support and help the person um but the the system failing their family and him on so many catastrophic levels makes me angry but also I think when they did away with mental institutions and there's probably a compassionate way to to have them or a, a sanitary. I don't know. People used to say that they were really, I, I think they were banished even before I was born, quite frankly. But um, I think that there's needs to be a space for people who are a danger to themselves and to other people. And that's not jail either, you know? And I think that there needs to be a space where families can get support and go speak to other families who are dealing with what they're dealing with. 
in the same way you would uh, an AA meeting. Like I would go to one at a church, like that they should be in a more regular uh, for the families specifically all over the, the freaking place, mental health mm-hmm. support group meetings. You know, if you are a caretaker or you're a family member or you're someone who loves someone with a mental health issue, like, please come to this meeting and talk to other people who have gone through what you've gone through, because I believe, and it's what has helped heal me that sharing your pain with people who completely understand and are empathetic to your situation is the most, one of the most freeing things that you can do in mm-hmm. terms of suffering internally and getting it out on the table and being able to like fucking breathe, you know? Right. Yeah. It's the ability to be seen and heard and whatever it is that you're dealing with and to have that support, like you said, is a game changer. And that's what I think is at the base of all of it. But like you said, there's not enough opportunities for that to be a common theme. And you hit the nail on the head with like the word regular, like it needs to be something that's like done on a regular basis is available regularly. And it's not, and I don't know how we get to that point, but I think that would be a huge change if we could. Yeah. I mean, I think awareness has been raised around mental health. So to me publicly, right. Like Mm -hmm. platforms and big, big, large groups and celebrities and people raising money for mental health, PTSD and all these things. Uh, So there's definite awareness around it. Uh, The change, how it changes. I don't know if it's internally, like if it's got to be done city by city, town by town, or like state by state, like where it begins, but definitely breaking through to teach the younger well I don't know because I think the younger kids are more hip to mental health problems and discussing them than than my generation so mm-hmm. um but like making sure that that women know that there's a safe place whether or not whether you're suffering because you help your spouse or your boyfriend or your sister or your whoever has bipolar or any other type of depressive disorder um it's hard to watch people go through addiction is a mental health disorder as well mm-hmm. watching people go through that is awful um you know the suffering silently sort of breeds that i got this i can do this mentality is like the response to all the trauma that you've faced in trying to get that person help or even get yourself help. If if mm-hmm. that's you that's dealing with these disorders, if you're listening and you're dealing with these disorders, like, you know, nobody is walking the earth, like whistling to a tune <laughs> and like super happy all the time. And no. while some people can't understand the walk that you go through, if you have a mental health diagnosis, then that's okay. Just being able to speak to people who are understanding and um, non-judgmental could really make a difference in your mm-hmm. journey to feeling better on the inside. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, there has been a huge increase in the awareness, which is awesome. Like a lot of people are having the conversations about mental health, but 
it's that lack of space. So like the awareness is great. People are starting to talk about it on the platforms that they have, you know, the platform to do so. But the people that are listening then don't really have that space. So it's creating the space to be able to have the support, like you said. Yeah. And I think it just goes along with the theme of women supporting one another. You know, what what I'm all about, what you're all about, what we're all about, what a lot of people in our, our area space are all about. You know, if if you are competitive with other women and you tear other women down and you would see another woman suffering from mental health, addiction, abuse, sexual assault, sexual violence, and like feel superior because it hasn't happened to you. That's part of the the fucking problem too. Like we can't all scream. I'm drowning and I need help in a moment of complete overwhelm and chaos. And then when we're out of that moment, judge another woman for coming to us or coming around us or speaking freely, the things that she's suffering with that is not going to get us anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think women, as usual, the message would be to rally around the women around you locally, like a village. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes just sitting and listening to other people speak is more impactful than, than sharing and trying to um, empathize with them or sympathize. Like I think people feel more power from silence and listening than they do from hearing what you've gone through sometimes. Absolutely. And I totally get the desire when someone is sharing something they're going through um, or dealing with, I get the desire to want to share your own experience as a way to try to relate to them or to try to help them, right? Like it's generally always coming from a good place. But like you said, it's so much more impactful to just sit with them and to let them say whatever it is that they need to say, but it's hard to do. It's hard to hold space for somebody and to sit in their pain with them because we don't know what to do with that. Like we are all fixers by nature. And so when someone's talking to us about something they're going through, like we want to help, we want to fix, we want to do something and it's uncomfortable. It's fucking hard to hear someone like just talk about how they're struggling, especially when it's something like, when you can like feel the pain through their words, like it's so hard to sit in that and to not try to fix it. But it's so empowering for that person to be able to know that there's a safe space that they can go to someone that they can talk to, that they know that they can say whatever it is that they need to say without someone trying to, fix it, make it better, tell them what to do, whatever, to just let them be, I think is huge. Yeah. And homegirl Brene Brown is always talking about being able to put words to an emotion as a way to like unlock a lot of the mental health issues because we don't know how to speak about how we're feeling in a way 
that articulates to another human correctly without Mm -hmm. um, judgment from them or them focusing emphasis on another, a word that doesn't need to be focused on, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think articulating how you're feeling is, is huge and sharing how you're feeling is huge. And, you know, a lot of us out of the perception of what's normal um, you know, what's normal, there is no normal. Okay. That's one, mm-hmm. but we all have this idea in our head generated. And, and by the way, I love to say generated from like social media, media and like Insta feeds and like all those things. But quite frankly, we all had an idea of what was normal, even when I was a kid and it was well before the internet, it was even invented. So like everyone has a perception of what normal is and what happiness looks like. And that is a, a part of the problem. I think that's why so many people struggle when there's these tragedies where like a spouse kills a spouse in the family. Like people are like, Oh God, they look so happy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how you could look. So it just, they have the picture perfect life, like the perfect house, perfect cars, perfect this. And um, the problem is, is we're all so busy chasing that ideology of normal and, and, mm-hmm what normal looks like to us in our minds everyone should make normal chewing glass of blood coming down your face <laughs> and you're smiling while you're that is, doing it. yeah that is the new visual because here you know i can look at a lot of people in my neighborhood and and say that they've got the perfect life but mm-hmm. i can tell you there's cracks within the foundation and there's holes in the walls and there's things that happen in every house. Why? Because we're all human. Nobody's walking around having their shit together all the time or at all, all the time. In fact, thinking that you have your shit together is just a a perceived notion of control. And anyways, it's a Mm -hmm. self-manipulation because nobody has a shit together. Well, that's part of the problem too, is the fact that everyone does work so hard to give the appearance that they're normal. And so when you see that and you're struggling internally and you see everyone around you appearing normal, then that makes you feel even more alone in it and makes you feel even more like there's got to be something wrong with me. Like I'm the only one that's dealing with this, that feels this way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's (laughs) part of it. So many issues. Um, Well, there are. And I think that there's the more that we open up and we say it's okay to like share your pain and you don't have to have your walls up and guarded around not everybody, but people who you deem to be trustworthy for sure. Um, You know, being able to be honest is, um, is a game changer in terms of the suffering. Once Mm -hmm. you can share what you're feeling publicly it like unlocks the freedom that you've been seeking all along because it's not buried in the dark anymore mm-hmm. yeah agreed so i'm not a, a mental health professional in a way i can't diagnose or do any of those things with people but um I do hope that anyone who's suffering with thoughts of um, 
hopelessness and worthlessness can find some speck of hope somewhere Mm -hmm. around them. And also even in listening to podcasts like this or going to a safe space on the internet where it's kind and uplifting, um, nothing is ever permanent. That's a guarantee. When things are good, they're really good. And when things are bad, they're really bad. And neither one of them is permanent in, uh, in our lives. Mm-hmm. So I was watching a TikTok the other day, kind of about that, where um, someone was talking about how they learned to have the mindset of like telling themselves it's only like this right now. So whatever it is that you're feeling, whether even if it's happiness, right? Like that also comes and goes, but whatever you're feeling, just telling yourself it's only like this right now. And then you know, you're going to feel better or you're going to feel something different. But like you said, the impermanence piece, just reminding yourself that it's all temporary. How does that work for you? You're only going to feel this right now because, you know, I actually uh... just got mad that you said that. (laughs) (laughs) If I was happy, I would, I don't want to look at like, I'm only feeling this right now. I'm going to ride it out for the hour that I feel happy, you know, like, um, and when things are feeling really shitty, I don't know that I have the strength to say, I mean, more power to the TikToker. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Listen, but I, I mean, didn't say that I did that. I just said that I watched a TikTok and it was good. <laughs> right. So it makes sense. But see, but there you go. Do you think that's, let's discuss this because I feel like it actually is onto something. Like, do you think that when you're having an episode of a down week and, you deal with a lot with grief and your, you know, all the things that come along with that surgery, you had shoulder surgery, like with telling yourself your only feelings right now, would that have done Jack fucking shit a month ago? Yeah, probably not. No, it wouldn't. You'd have told me to fuck off if I said that to you. It's a nice concept. (laughs) Correct. But is that part of the, toxic positivity bullshit that spreads that's unrealistic for people Mm -hmm. especially people maybe not to the everyday joe who doesn't really struggle with anxiety or panic disorders or depression or addiction but like you know people who really are suffering with mental health like that is a toxic thing to fucking say Mm -hmm. yeah right Yeah. I, uh, like you said, it's hard, like in the moments, like it's a nice concept when you hear about it and to try to be like, okay, like that could be a tool that I use. But I think in the moments it's not that simple. I'm not using it when I'm happy. I'm for for (laughs) sure not using it. I'd be like, blast. (laughs) You and your, your blast word. The latest obsession. Yeah, because I'm trying not to say the F word, which clearly is not working out so well for me. Well, you're alone in that train because that's my favorite word. So, well, like, I mean, but here, I agree that's a nice concept. It's something that I would like to be able to facilitate in my own messed up head. But guess what? I don't think I would be able to. And I think that lots of people 
like us would also not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I can sit and think about how nice it would be if I was able to do that and get something on to make myself feel worse about myself <laughs> that I'm not doing. Right. Know anyone like that who feels bad, like when they're not doing something? Not me. I never feel like that. <laughs> Only all the time. As you're currently hiding your face with your hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, because I think that there's a lot. I suffer silently a lot. I mean, I think you do too. I think all of us do mm-hmm. with the I'm fine mentality. And that is something that if we let go of the demands and expectations we have on ourselves, this goes back to, I mean, you and I have had multiple conversations this week about uh, self-worth and Mm -hmm. self-value. And I think basically when we say I'm fine, people believe it. And that's the problem. Like, I don't believe it anymore when people say that to me, but that's only because it took five years of my sponsor. Like, I was not allowed to say the word fine. Mm-hmm. F-I-N-E, four-letter swear word for me. Like, I'm not allowed to say it. I'm not allowed to ever speak that I am fine because me saying I'm fine almost killed me. Like, I almost drank myself to death, wound up in a hospital. Like, that's, and that's what happens when you're suffering silently. And I'm fine. I'm fine. I got mm-hmm. it. I got it. I don't need that. It's only in this moment that I feel like that. <laughs> I'm fine. Right now. <laughs> I'm fine. Just right now. That He's I'm... giving in his shit. I'm sorry. Like, I probably shouldn't <laughs> even do this on the fucking episode. But like, I mean, you know. This is normal though. But that's like not a normal thing to say to somebody. Like, I mean, in here, you would literally be like, okay, if I said that to you. But that's like. I mean, I, I speak on it because I have been, I've lived, I'm Mm -hmm. fine. I mean, I still can fall into the trap. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm taking on everyone's bullshit and doing everything around here. And I'm about to have a nervous breakdown, but I'm fine. Right? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not fine. Everything is not fine. Things are not okay. Yeah. I mean, this morning they are, but that's because I went to a concert last night. (sighs) Two days ago, they were not fine. And, you know, like. That's the thing is, I don't know about you, but I have such waves of, uh, and a lot of my waves of stress and, and drowning stem from the three roommates that I have that live with me. Um, and the four pets that I have that also wreak havoc on my existence. You got to add the pets in there. (laughs) But there's like, and, and that's, uh, something I'm working with is the boundaries and why am I suffering bearing the brunt of the load of everyone in my family? Like they're all going to fall apart if I fall apart. Well, cause they are going to fall apart if I fall apart literally. And I mean that not in like a, Oh, I'm so important. I mean, they will fall apart. My house would like it's totally unravel. Well, I know the other day we were at the mall, like we were gone for, I don't know how many hours and you managed to get how many phone calls. Like, I feel like you can't even be gone for three hours before it's like. My husband calls me to ask where his pants are. This is the type of life I live. Have you seen my pants? It's like the Lego movie. 
on replay every day. <laughs> Where are my pants? But it's enough to drive a, a woman insane. Yet I still see. But you're fine. Mm-hmm. Right? You're fine. fine. Everything's fine. It's all fine. We haven't said that in a while. That's what no. they're saying for a minute. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. fine. It's all fine. The dog and the fire drinking coffee. I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to get that like mass produced and just put it up everywhere. Well, you should. Because I think that that's the lesson to take away from this episode is that here, none of us are fine. And don't minimize your level of not fine. My level of not fine today could be my cat bit me and I was mad about it. Like, or it could be something I'm on the verge of taking a drink. Covering alcoholic, not a good day for me, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. on the verge of taking a drink. But like, people have different varying degrees and I don't need to minimize. If I'm having a moment, I'm having a moment. I don't need to sit there and keep it down and repress it and shut up about it because I don't want to upset Sally down the street who's going through a divorce or whose dad just died or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to just be like, my day sucks. Nowhere near as bad as yours, but my day sucks today and I'm struggling. And there's no real reason. I respect people who are more like, today's awful. I've been crying. I don't know why I've been crying. I don't know what's wrong or why it's awful. It just is mm-hmm. awful today. Well, I think the the ability to verbalize that and to acknowledge that to another human being, there is power in that. Because then I think, not that it's going to go away, but I do think it's the first step to helping you hopefully try to move through it at acknowledgement. Yeah. Instead of, like you said, just like swallowing it, keeping it down, not saying anything. And I mean, I will forever be a work in progress with that. But same. That's okay. Yeah, always. Everyone, work in progress. There's um, one of my girlfriends and I, I don't know where it started from, but we've been doing it for a while where instead of asking how are you? We'll ask like, how's your heart? Which is just, I think because so many of us, when we're asked, like someone asks us, how are you? Our knee jerk response is I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And you don't even really get a second, but when you ask something a little bit deeper, I guess, essentially, but like the question, like, how's your heart? Like it makes you stop. You have to stop and think and not just respond. And that's normally when you'll get a more honest answer and it allows for more of a connection there. And the, like it opens up that space to be able to say, you know what, I'm struggling today or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. It definitely does. Being able to go deeper is, um, is a connectedness that we need, especially as women. So I hope for anyone mm-hmm. who's listening that they, are able to find someone that they're able to even ask that question to, because being able to be more than surface level with people is so, um, I'm losing the word. I, it's so not gratifying, but it just is like, it's vital. I mean, like it's, it's literally, I literally think it's vi- like, it's vital. If you can't connect, like if you can't connect with people and you're always just kind of on your own, I don't really know how you survive that. Remember, like, we're lonely. not 
yeah, but like you can't, <laughs> right? But like you can't, like, I don't know. I mean, I've done it. I've tried to do the whole kind of on my own and deal with everything on my own. And it landed me in the psych ward, <laughs> like, you know, that I'm fine. Yeah. So being able to connect, like we have to be able to connect and be honest with people, even if it's just one person, find one person that you have, that, you know, you can say anything to without judgment, without question, find one person. And I think that even would make, well, and if you can't find one person, find a professional, uh, or a clergy Mm -hmm. member or, some level of trusted source that you can share what's weighing on you, you know, and what, mm-hmm. what those thoughts are that you're having. Uh, Cause it's hard. It's hard to share with yeah. other people, but it is a vital, I believe it to be vital myself. I just, I feel like a lot of people don't have it. A lot of people are too guarded and a lot of people don't trust a lot of people. So mm-hmm. if you don't trust someone with what you're going to share. If it's really big, maybe it's really a big, big thing. Um, please find somebody who you can utilize to speak to that's a professional or again, clergy or mentor or somebody of a trusted stature that you can know that it's safe where you leave it. Yeah. Use, they've got you know, the, the text lines, they've got like the, what the better help. There's some different like options where I think in some ways too, if it is something like really big that you like, can't share, don't feel comfortable sharing the people in your life. I think in some ways it's almost easier through that because it's not like a face-to-face type of thing. Like you can, I mean, we all know you can say anything over a text, right? Like we all have massive balls, <laughs> being behind the screen, being able to type whatever. Um, So I think finding like a text line or something like that too, where you two licensed professionals can say whatever it is that you need to say without having to do it in person, I think too is sometimes helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is pretty depressing today. So I know. No, it's a it's a necessary conversation and one that, believe it or not, I have often and frequently with lots of people. So I don't think that anybody should be suffering silently. I don't think women should feel the oppression that we feel to smile and and just take it and and see what happens the next day. You know, there's lots of 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 situations where you're not being abused or or harmed, but, but you are uh, emotionally bankrupt and Mm. spiritually bankrupt and um, feel hopeless. And that makes me sad that there are so many people feeling hopeless because there is so much hope in the world. If you look around, not maybe at people, maybe look at nature, like, there's just mm-hmm. so much worth living for and whatever you're dealing with will pass eventually. And when you get to that new horizon, to that new season, to that new space, like it's going to be great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't get there if you're silent and say you're fine. So stop saying fine. Blast fine. <laughs> oh, God. I can't with that word. Blast. I love it. I can't <laughs> but it's not, it's not even, I mean, it's the word itself, but it's also the way that you say it was so like, I mean, half the time it comes out of nowhere and scares the shit out of me because you're screaming blast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it works and it'll make you laugh. So try it. Does, it. it does bring, <laughs> it does bring humor that the, F word does not bring. Well, I'm going to need to burn down my house because my cat's currently staring at the ceiling and she's following something, which is for sure a bug then, Um, which means that I'm going to go find some matches and light my house ablaze to kill the bug. (laughs) I'll be sure to get out of your house before you light it on fire. (laughs) Well, you'd be the one torching it first. That's Yeah, probably true. That's Normally my go-to when there's a bug in my house is well, it's I'm my old cat it staring too. So if it's the old cat, you know it's a bug. She doesn't pay attention to shit. So <laughs> oh. well, everyone, I hope you have a great week. And if you enjoyed today's episode or you enjoy the flow of the dialogue, please, please, please leave us a review, give us a share, um, send us in um a message on how you, what you would like to hear about. If you have topics that you think would be good for us to discuss, whatever it is, um, just do it. Leave a review. If you liked it, that's what I say. Yeah. We'd appreciate reviews. Absolutely. So with that, I'm going to sign off. Same. It's been real. Keep it real. I will, uh, see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye.